Welcome to What Christians Should Know, hosted by Dr. Elijah Sadoffel. This podcast equips you with clarity and meaningful answers about God, the Bible, and your Christian life. Now, here's Dr. Sadoffel. In the last episode, we used Jeremiah 31.3 as a springboard to propel us toward the rich river of promises that speak of the beautiful and magnificent love of God. Today, the focus will remain on God's love, but I will encourage all to stay focused on divine mercy by not doubting the beautiful love of God. God is love. He is also truth. Out of love, God makes us promises that are always trustworthy. Subsequently, if you trust God's promises, you will have fullness of life. But if you doubt God's love and reject His truth, what you will invariably be left with are the devil's lies. Out of hatred, Lucifer tempts us with the promises of sin. Subsequently, if we trust the lie, we will not only die, but be deceived into thinking we'll have a good time digging our own grave. The bottom line is, do not doubt the love of God. No one loves humanity like the Lord, and no one will care for his children like our Heavenly Father. Our scripture focus today comes from Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 to 5. There, the devil, in the form of a serpent, tempts Adam and Eve, who then fall into sin. Yet, it's crucial not to miss that the only way they could have trusted in the serpent's words is if they first doubted God's love. That is, if they first said to themselves, I don't think God really has our best interests in mind. I think he's holding something back from us and standing in the way of our advancement. Now, before we read the text, let us remember what happened up until this point in the story. Until now, God made everything and provided Adam and Eve with all they needed. In fact, he put them in paradise. This is what love does. It provides abundantly with kindness. Then, after God provided for his children, he made them a promise. He promised Adam and Eve that as long as they followed his word, they would live and prosper. He also promised that if they disobey his word and eat from the forbidden tree, they would die. Genesis 2.17 This is also what love does. It protects by warning. God does not give commands out of malice to burden. He gives them out of love to safeguard. Let us now read our text. Genesis 3.1-5 says, Now the serpent was more cunning than any animal of the field which the Lord God had made. And the serpent said to the woman, Has God really said, You shall not eat from any tree of the garden? The woman said to the serpent, From the fruit of the trees of the garden we may eat, but from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat from it or touch it, or you will die. The serpent said to the woman, You certainly will not die. For God knows that on the day you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will become like God, knowing good and evil. When the serpent lied and said, you certainly will not die, he was suggesting that God was not all-powerful. When the serpent said, for God knows that on that day you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will become like God, knowing good and evil. When he said that, he wasn't telling an outright lie. He was telling a partial truth. Adam and Eve would have their eyes opened, but to see their own shame and guilt. 
and Adam and Eve would become like God in the sense that they would know what sin is, but their resultant sinful corruption would make them totally unlike divine holiness. They would not be like a sinless God, but desire to do that which God hates. If Adam and Eve trusted in the love of God, their thoughts of the Lord would have remained high and they would have walked in obedience. But because they doubted the love of God, they sinned. The pressing lesson for all of us is that whenever we sin, we are in some degree doubting the love of God. We doubt that His intent is kind. We doubt that His commands are good. We doubt that His supply is sufficient. We doubt that His strength to help is adequate. Furthermore, what's even more diabolical is that Satan will not cease his assault after you doubt the love of God and trust the lie. After you have fallen into sin, the devil accuses and burdens you further with shame and guilt. He tells you that you are no child of God, are unworthy, and ought not dare step into the divine presence. After all, who can commune with an all-consuming fire? The desired result is that you doubt the love of God even more and run away from Him, even though He is the only one who can help. Human guilt never produces anything of value, but only God can atone for guilt and produce redemption. This explains why God sent His Son to make an atonement on the cross. Had God not acted out of love first, there would be no hope. But God did act first. This also helps to explain why God went after Adam and Eve, even though after they sinned, they ran away from the Lord and covered themselves with fig leaves. Even after their fall, a loving father acted in order to rescue his children. Genesis 3, 8-9 Do not doubt the love of God. Doubting God's love comes from Satan's deceit. In fact, it brings Lucifer joy when he can nudge a person to doubt God. Lucifer whispers, Did God really say, Has he threatened you with death? He knows full well it would be better for you. Don't listen to words based on false promises. Remember the crucified Savior and ask yourself, Is that a demonstration of love or anger? Truly, there is nothing more grievous to the Lord than for a person to think low and hard thoughts of him. To think that he is always angry, cannot be pleased, and will pour out wrath, not love. Is not a child terrified to come into the presence of an angry father? For a God who loves his own beyond comprehension, imagine how it grieves Yahweh to be slandered in the hearts of his children. Imagine how it grieves him, knowing that when his children doubt his love, they will reap bitter fruit. It is foolish to doubt God's love. You may be asking yourself how what happened to Adam and Eve such a long, long time ago applies to you now. Well, recognize that while the serpent acted to overthrow mankind all at once, he still used the same strategy and attempts to overthrow you one by one. Yes, you and I will not have a conversation with a talking serpent, but you can still hear his whispers in television, movies, music, non-believers with platforms, conversations with others, false churches, and your own conscience, just to give a few examples. Regardless of who is encouraging you to doubt God's love, remember the negative example of our first parents as a warning and a lesson. Do not listen to the hellish lie. Do not listen to attempts to overthrow you. The truth is that God loves you. 
God is good, gracious, tender, and kind to his children. John Owen once wrote in The Father's Love, quote, Assure yourself there is nothing more acceptable unto the Father than for us to keep our hearts unto Him as the eternal fountain of all the rich grace which flows out to sinners in the blood of Jesus. End quote. By paraphrasing, I will reference John Owen again, who also encouraged Christians to endear their souls unto God, delight in Him, and make their abode with Him. Adam and Eve reaped the consequences of their actions and were expelled from Eden, but they did not leave empty-handed. God promised them, and thus all of humanity, a Messiah, and He also covered them. Genesis 3:15 and 21. You see, even though Adam and Eve may have lost Eden, they did not lose God. His bond of love with them united the Lord to them. So even though Adam and Eve fell, God already had a plan to redeem them, which played out through the rest of the Old Testament and reached a peak at the cross and the resurrection. So do not doubt the love of God. When God is your Father, find comfort in the reality that the same God, whose love fills the heavens and the earth, loves you and is yours. Thank you for listening. For more valuable resources, including a bookstore and online Bible study, visit wcsk.org.